1: You're listening to episode 90, brought to you by Canvas People and EveryPlate. For a free 11x14 canvas, just text LOVELY to 797979. And for 50% off your first box of EveryPlate, just go to everyplate.com and enter the code THELOVELY. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com, in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, where you can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Ladies, I'm especially delighted to be bringing you today's guest because I recently listened to her book on audiobook every morning while I was getting ready in the morning. It was like listening to a great devotional that was both convicting and encouraging, and it challenged me in so many powerful ways. I absolutely loved the book. It was It's All Under Control by Jennifer Dukes Lee. I think it's a really fun episode because we go into her past being a journalist and being in that writing industry, but having it be very different with blogging and writing books and what she's doing now. I thought it was super interesting plus super encouraging to be hearing about. I think you guys are going to feel the same way. Plus, I just really enjoyed her book, so I look forward to you guys hearing a little bit more about that. Also, if you want to continue this discussion and be talking about what Jennifer had to talk about on today's show, I would love if you would join us in our Facebook group. You can just search Cultivating the Lovely on Facebook to join us over there. And if you want to go a little bit farther and get to even hear posts on what I thought of doing this interview with Jennifer and all the other guests that I have on the show, our private podcast, What Ingrid and Fiona Like, plus all the extras for my other podcast, the same page, then you're going to want to hop over and join us on Patreon. We've got all sorts of different ways for you to be a patron on Patreon, different membership levels that really give you hopefully what you're looking for. We are gearing up for 2019 and seeing what we're going to offer and I think it's going to be our best year yet. I'm super excited about it. So I hope that you would consider joining us over there by just going to patreon.com cultivatingthelovely. You can find out all the details and see everything that you can get by becoming a patron of the show. As always, you're going to want to be leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes if you haven't done that yet. It makes such a difference to the show. So thank you to all of you who have done that. And thank you to all of you who are joining me on Instagram. I love connecting with you guys over there at Mackenzie Coppa. It is so much fun for me to be able to chat with you guys on a daily basis, and it's even more fun to me when you guys get in on the conversation. I love hearing back from you guys. It's not a one-sided thing for me. I love getting the responses from you guys, so be sure to not be shy. Say hi. Respond to what I'm talking about. I love having those conversations, so please feel free to message me on Instagram anytime. All right, without further ado, let's jump into this episode with jennifer dukesley because i think it's a good one welcome jennifer hey how you doing i am good it's been a crazy week but i am so excited to be able to talk with you today because i just got done with your new book and i love it but i think we're just going to talk about a lot of fun things especially kind of about the publishing world and your life as an author that i think are going to be really fun to hit on so thanks for joining me today
2: I love talking about writing and yeah. books, and publishing, and everything. So I'm all about that. You bet. Anything. Good. Let's just
1: chat. Woo-hoo. Yes, I know. I'm looking forward to it. So, but for people who don't know who you are, just to kind of get us started, would you introduce yourself and where people can find you?
2: Absolutely. My name is Jennifer Dukes Lee, and I have a really creative name for my blog, <laughs> jenniferdukeslee.com. <laughs>
1: I think we're all kind of going towards that these days. I don't know. It's a lot easier, isn't it? Yeah, it it really is.
2: Yeah, so I'm there, and I'm on Instagram at Dukesley. I'm on Facebook still. I'm still one of those. I still love my Facebook page. I've got an author page over there, and I'm pretty active on it. And um, every morning I get up, and I read something in the Word or something I've read or something I experienced already in the morning, and I sit down at these keys, and I write out, little, I don't know, I don't want to say devotionals, but just thoughts on what yeah. God has been teaching me. And so every morning I do that on Instagram and, and on Facebook, and it's just a, a good way to start, start the day. So I'm that's, in both of those places.
1: That's so fun. And that's amazing consistency. Like I watch you on IG stories a lot, but I didn't realize like you're writing every morning, like a Pretty little,
2: much, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes my stories, I I love. I use Instagram story as stories. I yeah. mean, I have other stuff on there, like, oh, look, Scott's out harvesting. I'm a farmer's wife, by the way, yeah. in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, and so we can talk about that too. But um, so like, I'll have just a picture of that or whatever. But oftentimes, I will tell a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end.
1: Yeah, I have uh, noticed that about that. You
0: yeah, do a it's good job of fun. that.
2: Thank you. I enjoy it. I I'm a, I'm a born storyteller. It's something that I've done since I was. A little girl and so it feels very natural for me and actually sometimes I repurpose old blog posts oh yeah blog posts and I'll cut it into segments in notes and um, I will think about the pictures I need or that I already have and I put them in there with it so it's a great way to repurpose old yeah. content that I've had but that maybe new followers haven't seen yet
1: yeah that's a really good idea and it's so fun especially like you're saying with new people coming in like I just I mean you've been around for a while. This isn't your first book, but I've right. been introduced to so many new authors this season of the podcast and you were one of them. And I, I adored your book, but, and you, you were on my friend Crystal's very, very first show of her podcast, yes. which is fun. So yes. that's she's Crystal Payne. Is
2: amazing. She's been such a supportive person of my writing journey. I remember when one time um, around Christmas after my first book came out, all of a sudden my Amazon ranking went like really high or really low. Yeah. Like, yeah. like what? Yeah. What? 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 This doesn't make any sense. And somebody said, did you know that Crystal Payne talked about your book on her blog? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's why. Yeah. So that's how we actually got to know each other was clear back on my first book.
1: Yep. She has a tendency to – touch things and make them turn to gold. <laughs> I know my yeah. platform would not be what it was if she hadn't really like supported me in the beginning and everything too. Um, we, you know
2: what, I, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I
1: was say we connected through Periscope and it was the same kind of thing. Like, yeah. why am I getting all these new followers? Oh, because <laughs> Crystal found me.
2: So the one of the cool, many cool things about Crystal, and I've told her this and I actually wrote about it once, is she's not like a quid, Pro quo kind of person, like yeah. you scratch my back, I'll scratch no. yours. She no. does things because she wants to, and it doesn't matter how big or how small you are. Yep. She does it if she if she believes in something, she's just gonna go after it. And I absolutely I find that so refreshing right yes. now in you know this markety market area of everything. And mm-hmm. I just I trust her so much when she says she loves something, then I, I trust
1: what she says. Yep, and that's exactly why I ended up having you on the show. <laughs> was because uh-huh. I knew that she had raved. I heard, I think in a story, I heard her saying, or maybe she messaged me. I don't know. Whatever way it was, <laughs> she told me, I'm having Jennifer Dukes-Lee on the podcast for my first episode, and I just love her, and she was just raving on and on about it, and I hadn't heard of you before. And then when your publicist reached out to me, I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Crystal liked her, so I'm going to go ahead and say yes, and I'm sure glad I did. So...
2: So, Crystal, if you're listening, it's a love fest for you today. Yes, it
1: sure is. I'll have to I'll have to let her know. You're going to want to listen to the beginning of that episode. Absolutely. It's all about you. Any way, though, back to the whole, like, writing consistently on Instagram or Facebook or something every morning, you know, as someone who tries to be consistent with things, but I, I feel like I've got so many different things on my plate and that really sitting down to write every day can be harder for me. I was thinking, wow, you know, my first instinct is that's amazing that you do that every day. But I guess because you used to be a journalist and now you're an author, that's kind of probably been something ingrained in you for a long time.
2: Yeah, I can't not write. I don't yeah. know how to function. It's part of who I am. Like blood runs through my veins, but I swear to you, ink runs through my <laughs> veins or something. It's like I have to, I, to have an experience, I feel like I have to wrap words around it. I remember some, some years ago, Ann Voskamp and I were having a conversation about writing and she's also a farmer's
0: wife, yeah, yeah. Canada.
2: And so this was clear before 1000 gifts. We were both early bloggers and we were having a conversation and she said that as writers, we live life twice. Mm. First you experience it and then in order to make sense of it, you write it again and really yeah. in some ways live, live it again. And i I felt that very much, but you know, when I was for, for the vast majority of my writing career thus far, which actually started when I was 16 years old, I've always told everybody else's stories. I was yeah. in, wrote my first news story about an Easter egg hunt in Lorenz, Iowa, <laughs> when I was 16 years old for a weekly newspaper called the Lorenz Sun, and um, the writing bug had hit earlier than that, but this was my first time of doing it for publication, and yeah. I took great delight in seeing it in print I
1: guess and
2: yeah I knew I wanted to go into journalism went to Iowa State University and it took me five years to get through school because every summer I went somewhere for a pretty intense news internship Hmm. Um, Sacramento um, the Des Moines Register just all over for five years just had these great internships and then how fun yeah, so then I went into I went into news and I was at the Omaha World Herald for a while, the Des Moines Register for a while, covered everything from crime to politics. I've been at more murder scenes than you would ever care to know about. Really? Um, wow. Oh yeah. Bank robberies, fires, Get a call at three in the morning to head off to a place where a tornado unexpectedly hit some community. Wow. You know, a lot of a lot of tragedy, a yeah. lot of heartache, but a lot of funny stories too, like, you know, this guy who was trying to get into the Guinness Book of World rec- records for eating a I don't remember, it's like a twelve pound steak or something like <laughs> that. And he only added like a partial set of teeth. Oh my and gosh. you know, they're just memorable stories like <laughs> yeah. that. Crazy fun things. And then in Iowa, I was a political reporter for a while, which is so fun in Iowa because we have the first in the nation presidential caucuses. So, you know, we've got every presidential candidate here and super exciting time to be a news reporter. Yeah. So I've just had all these crazy life experiences. And then, boom, we decided to move back to the farm. (laughs) That's a
1: change of pace.
2: Yeah. And so... I actually kept my job for a part on a part-time basis up here but it was just it didn't work not to be in the newsroom there's just a certain life to the newsroom that Yeah. But it just didn't work and I was I had two little kids at home so I quit. And then I took about 3 years off of writing and it was driving me crazy but I didn't know what else to do like all yeah. I knew how to do was write news stories. Yeah. Well then I started a blog. And I'm like, this is this is really fun, but it's crazy because now all of a sudden I'm asking myself all these questions. Yeah.
1: Instead
2: of asking everybody else. And I ended up uh teaching journalism for a while at a Christian college up here in Northwest Iowa called Dort College. Hmm. And then I got so busy with my blog, I I left the paying job for the thing that I loved. Yeah. Which was sticking with the blog and and felt like books were emerging like when i spoke about certain things vulnerably in the comments i could tell it really resonated
1: yeah, with women
2: and it it led to books and so now i'm on my third book and my first bible study
1: yeah that looks really fun and you look like you've got quite the fun group at your church that's taking it with you <laughs>
2: oh my goodness it's been so fun to hear about people really all over the world taking the bible study but the thing that just floors me are the people in my local community who are. And so the other day my mother-in-law Joyce texts me and she's like, Hey, we're going to do your Bible study at church. Will you come over and, you know, just tell us why you wrote the book and help us get the video started and all that stuff. And so after supper, I went over to the church. It's a little country church. that's about a mile from, from our front door and went in and they all had their coffee cups and they were all gathered around the table and, somebody's computer was at the end of the table because they wanted to watch my videos. And it was so surreal.
1: Yeah.
2: Two dudes are taking the Bible study. I
1: know. I saw that. I was like, this is fabulous. (laughs) How fun that they, they're, that they're okay with that and that they would do that. And, you know, there's something to be accepted in your own town you know it's like even jesus wasn't accepted yeah, right. in his own town and i know when i run into people who are local to me and they say that they run they listen to my podcast i'm always floored because i'm yeah. just like wait what i always think it's like people far off not people <laughs> who are actually here you yes
2: know? it's so cool to be cheered on in your local community which is yeah. i think a reminder for all of us to cheer those people on too yeah
1: absolutely you know, people yeah. who've
2: got like their side hustle for rodan and fields or pampered chef or you know just buying yeah. locally and just everything like how could we support and be there for people who are in our regular everyday lives and yeah so i just love it that these guys are taking it along with the women it's so funny though because i went when i went in there mackenzie i was like you guys i am so sorry for all the times i called you <laughs> sister and girlfriend
1: yes and talk about your boobs <laughs> Yes, like chapter three,
2: I'm, like, yeah. I'm at church with these guys, and now yeah. they, they know this story about my boobs, and I'm like, <laughs> this cannot be happening right now, oh I said, I'm goodness. so sorry for all this, I'll, I feel like I can never look them in the eye again yeah. for the rest of my life.
1: That is so <laughs> funny, I love that though, hopefully, you know, they'll they'll do some skimming, maybe, yeah. <laughs> just get to the heart of what, <laughs> what three, we're trying to please? get after, <laughs> Yeah. Ladies, this week we have one of my favorite old sponsors from the podcast coming back right in time for the holidays and that is Canvas People because I don't know about you but I'm out there trying to look for the perfect gifts for all the people in my family and my friends and it can be really hard to figure out that perfect thing to get for someone especially if they're those people who kind of already have the things that they want or maybe don't have a ton of wishes on their list. Pictures are always a great way to go. Everyone loves a good family photo or special time in their lives that gets commemorated in a way that they can see it more often. We live on our phones. We don't always see the pictures that we take. So having a canvas printed is a great gift to remind people of a special time that you've had. Canvas People prints your favorite memories on canvas and turns them into unique works of art that add a beautiful touch to anybody's home. Last year, I had one done of our little family of five and it still means so much to me. I can't wait until we finally get our own home and that is going to be a staple piece of art in our home. I also want to get ones of all of my kids to put around that one main family photo. I think it would just be so special to have those canvases. Plus, I just love the look of canvas. It's such a clean line. There's not a lot of extra bulk around the picture, the art just gets to be the photo, which is my favorite way to see it. I can't wait to add more of these to my home, and I know my parents have used them as well. If you've noticed on Instagram, they actually have canvases of their dogs. So you can use it for the family members, or even the furry family members in your life. So if you want to get a great canvas printed for yourself this Christmas season or for a family member, now as a special, very limited time holiday offer, CanvasPeople.com is offering their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free. That's right, free! These normally sell for $69.99, but for this week only, you'll pay nothing. You just cover shipping and handling. To get your free Canvas, text LOVELY to 797979. Just pay shipping and handling. This offer won't last. Text LOVELY to 797979. That's LOVELY to 797979. Message and data rates may apply. Well, that is so fun, and I just love that they are doing it and they're gonna you know they're gonna get a ton out of it even even if they have to deal with a little bit of you know womanly stuff in the book i think they're really gonna like it
2: uh, i sure hope so yeah I've, i've got good feedback although they told me later that um after after they when they started they took turns reading sections of the bible study which is blue i said at least i have a blue book that's the boy the yeah, book is pink. that's a girl, but the Bible studies blue, so that's a boy. There you go. But when they got to things that would say like women feel this way, they would change it to
1: people. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
2: As for reading along, they just kept saying people instead of women.
1: That's that's fabulous. I think that's that's a good transition so they can make it applicable to themselves. How fun. <laughs> so you went from journalism to writing this blog and feeling like books we're in there but how did that actually happen for you to really begin writing books and how was that experience different for you from even blogging or doing the journalism
2: yeah so the big change of course was asking the hard questions of myself that i had grown accustomed to asking everyone else yeah so it was so challenging i you never write about yourself in yeah. in a news story voice You know, this person said that, and then this person countered, and here's what happened at the city council meeting, and so that was entirely different to turn like kind of turn the notepad onto myself and ask these questions. But the actual bit about publishing, it is really hard to get a foot in the door of publishing. Yeah, and um, you know, generally you're you're supposed to go try to find an agent, and so after the kids would go to bed, I would open up the laptop and I would Google things like, how do you get a Christian literary agent? Or how does, how do you get published with a small platform? And everything I read said, you are too small. You're not yeah. big enough. You're never going to get published. And so it just kept being this dream that felt like an impossible dream. Yeah. And eventually. I did, I mean, with a small platform, I did end up getting an agent who was interested in my project and interested in me as an author and as a writer. Um, well, and that's
1: hope for all of us who, it is. who hope to write a book someday.
2: You know, I, I went and spoke about this at She Speaks, if you're familiar oh, with yeah. that conference. Mm-hmm. I did a talk on how you can actually get published with a small platform. I and need to get a hold I've of that, that talk. <laughs> Yes, you could I don't know, I think you can buy it or download something, it or something. Yeah. And then um, I gave the same talk at the Northwestern Christian Writers Conference up oh. in the Twin Cities summer. And I think that one's also available online somewhere.
1: Yeah, um, I'll have to look. Maybe we can find the links yeah.
2: and put it in your show notes or something. But in, in any case, um, both of those, uh, the main point I wanted to make in giving that talk is that God is still rising up writers with... Small names, small stages, small platforms. Mm. He he did it for me, and he, he he's doing it for so many people I know. I I have multiple friends who are small platform authors that have that are getting book contracts, and it doesn't mean they ha- they stay they stay there. They they have to continue to show sure. a willingness to grow and yeah. to do what it takes to expand their audience. We don't write these books to be, you know, t- you know, go into some black hole, they need yeah. to be, reach people. And so we have to show a willingness to grow. But if you've got a really great idea and good, solid writing, you can get a, a book contract. And I, I can say that firsthand, not only as an author, but as a nonfiction acquisitions editor. Yes. I, just started, I, I know. Just started, uh, Yeah, this
1: was my next question for you. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. just got a new job. And I'd love to hear what you're doing with that now.
2: So I just started a couple weeks after my book launched, and it took me three and a half months to give them my yes. Wow! Because I have already, I had so many things on my plate, which is a key theme of it's all under control. Yeah, I'm kind of a person who's who buys into this idea that I'm capable, therefore I should. Yeah. And so for much of my life, I've become a series of unstoppable yeses, and so I had to take a lot of time to figure out. If God was really calling me to this, hmm. and if so, do I did I have room in my life to make it happen? And if I didn't have room in my life to ha- to make it happen, what needed to go? Yeah, so with a, through a lot of prayer, several visits with uh, Bethany House Publishers, I said yes, and I just started that job a few weeks ago, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. I've always loved mentoring and encouraging writers, and now to get it get to do that in a, very meaningful way helping yeah. authors craft books is 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 a dream job but a dream i didn't even know i was having you know is yeah. is
1: So so what does your job look like what does it entail
2: So i have connections with a variety of agents agents tend to send in proposals to publishing houses mm-hmm. for review and i'm working with a few agents and looking at those proposals uh, I'm also, you know, I'm scouting people like, yeah. I'm looking for fresh, fun voices who I think have something important to say that the kingdom could benefit from,
1: yeah. who believe
2: that there is hope in a situation and are able to express it in a way that that is really appealing to, to people in in the needs that they have in their lives and be able to say it in a fresh and exciting new way. So I spend time scouting people on Instagram. (laughs) I mean, how fun is that? I go on Instagram for my job. That's so fun. And I've got some some writing conferences that I'll be going to, and you know, there's other administrative things that you have to do at any job. But the most exciting parts are to just see those proposals coming in from agents and also to scout out fun, fresh talent.
1: Yeah. Well, especially with all of the history that you have, In that arena, you know, with all the different kinds of writing experience you have, and to have been on the other side of it as an author and everything, you can probably so much more kind of sympathize with the authors that you are looking for and bringing in and really, you know, assessing whether you guys are going to take them on and stuff. I think that it it probably gives you a more (laughs) well-rounded ability to do that job than someone who had just ever done that job
2: yeah, I think it'll be fun when I start to get to work with authors um, to help them shape their proposals, knowing that i that I know what it feels like. yeah, to, and that I've walked in their shoes. So, but I'm also learning how little I know have known about the publishing business. You yeah. know, I've only seen it from my side, so it's pretty humbling. Uh, I bring a certain set of gifts and experiences to the table, but i am super humbled and realize what a rookie I am when I see these, these greats in the publishing industry that I, that I'm working alongside that have been doing this for a long time. And it's really cool though, to see behind the curtain and see a business that is really devoted to God's word. I, I I love Bethany House Publishers. I really feel proud to get to work under, uh, under that, that brand and which is part of the Baker books, company, Mm -hmm. just to get to see that they're not just like figuring out what it looks like to meet the, you know, find the bottom line or whatever. But like, what, how does this fit into strengthening the kingdom?
1: That's amazing. What a fun job. And just to always be learning new things. It's like, you've known so much about writing and everything, but now to get to see this whole new side of it, or not new, but new to you, that's, it's just fun to always be learning new stuff and even more honing your craft how yes. how fun what an amazing opportunity
2: yes it's exciting
1: that was so much fun i really wanted to know all of that stuff <laughs> Absolutely. but i also love this book and i want to talk about it because when i got it and i thought it was kind of funny because you kind of address this in the beginning of the book like people don't think they need this book <laughs> Right. And I thought, I thought I <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, oh, I don't have, like, I don't even have control over anything in my life <laughs> right now. So I don't even need to think about, you know, giving up control or whatever. It's already been taken from me. <laughs> but right. there were so many things in this book that were humbling and encouraging and convicting. And really, it was really a verification of all the ways that I've had to let go of control in the past year but it was also kind of that push I'm needing to keep turning it over to God even though I don't have control over it like keep turning over the trust and the waiting and all of that like the lessons that he's teaching me are are so hard like I kind of Talk to you before we started the podcast, like I'm really in this place of knowing God has the power to, you know, save us from what we're going through, but not knowing if he will and Mm -hmm. trying to have that, even if I will praise the Lord mentality, Yes, which is so hard, but you had so many great chapters in this book about like your chapter on being clueless how Mm -hmm. you know we don't have the full picture in mind and being able to trust that god does yeah and your chapter on waiting and how you brought in the story of the woman who bled for all those years and that she kept her faith and it was just convicting i i was telling you before this started i listen to the audiobook whenever i have a chance to listen to an audiobook like here you're in the publishing industry (laughs) if you can get this out to somebody tell them that our podcasters need the audiobook because we get so many books in the mail and so i love whenever that's a great idea yeah and so, when I can actually listen to an audiobook, I mean, I try to read the books of the people that I have on the show, but if I've got the audiobook, I can just be so much better prepared because I don't just want to follow the media kit notes, you know, like I want to actually talk about what's in your book. And so, This was a great chance to be able to really listen to it. You joined me every morning while I was putting on my makeup, (laughs) and I so looked forward to getting to listen to your voice every morning, and it was just so encouraging. I kind of used it as a devotion, and it was this great way to, even in the midst of all this crazy in my life right now, kind of, like, realign with, okay, you don't feel like you have any control, but God's got this, and so... I just, I really, really loved your book, and I'm so glad I have the audiobook, and I can listen to it again and again and again, because I think I'm going to need to. Um, but do you want to speak a little bit more, because I've just hit on, you know, that you have these chapters on these things, but what what, what the book is about, what it came out of, and what some of those, you know, kind of big issues about, you know, trusting God and, and
2: mm-hmm. whatnot
1: are in this book?
2: I think... This grew out of a shocking revelation that I had about myself. In that, I said that I trusted God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I preached about trusting God, but I had reached a point in my life where I realized that I actually didn't. Yeah. At least not at that level. And as a Jesus-loving girl, it totally shocked me. Yeah. And it, I I've had a long-standing problem with doubt. And it actually goes clear back to my childhood I grew up in the church mm-hmm. we were at the church all the time but by the time I was a teenager, I secretly harbored doubts not just that God was good I doubted that he existed yeah I didn't it intellectually it just made zero sense to me and sometimes I'd look around at people who said they were Christians and I'd think if you got a dig a mile deep to find their smile. Is that really the joy of the Lord? Yeah. Like grumpy people that said they love Jesus, hypocritical people that said they love Jesus. It just wasn't it I just didn't see evidence that this was real. Mm. And I know that sounds super cynical, but I also know that there's plenty of people that right now in 2018 feel that same yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had countless crying out to the Lord moments with my head in the pillow it way into adulthood. If you're real, show me. If you're real, show me. And I was met with a great, deafening silence. Mm. And um something began to change when I was on that that news in that news job at the register, when I was a roving reporter running around the state of Iowa and around the Midwest, covering d- different stories. I got tired of listening to my Dixie Chicks CD. <laughs> So I'd listen to AM radio and I probably gave my life to the Lord 50 times because I'd, I'd run onto these Christian stations. Yeah. And I thought, oh, once is good. Maybe 50 is better. I'll just keep saying <laughs> I'm going give to it, give it to the Lord, give it yeah. to the Lord. Well, eventually, like I remember I, I listened to Case for Christ by Lee Strobel and that yeah. was hugely impacting for me because there was evidence. He'd found, mm-hmm. you know, evidence and it helped, helped me to believe. So i got this long, now I'm getting this long history of, Uh, you know, years of working through doubts where God became real to me. And um, I don't have a specific date, but I I began to believe him, believe in him. But I I had, over after the honeymoon of realizing Jesus is actually real, it took me a while to actually trust somebody. Even though I knew he existed now, I I was having trouble with trusting him. Mm. And one of the clearest indications of this for me was with my daughters. Um, When they were much younger, I realized that I was trying to, I wanted to help them with everything. I'm never the helpy. I'm always the helper. And I'm going to fix every problem. And I'm going to say yes to everything. And I realized that my girls were becoming very, they relied on their mom. They loved their mom. They um, needed their mom, which is so great for mommy to be needed and loved. But I thought, wait, I didn't ever want to raise kids to rely on me. I wanted yeah. to raise them to rely on Jesus. Hmm. And it, be- it began a shift within me where I began to look at everything, not, wow. just, not just like this trusting thing, but like how much stuff I take, how, much things I, how many things in life I say. I got it all under control. Yeah, nope, I got it. Yeah, fine. I'll do that. I got it all under control. But realizing that I don't always and really, rarely do. Yeah. And so it, I often say that this book is for women who are trying. Yeah. Um, women who are trying to hold it together for the sake of their family, trying to give their best to the churches and jobs. So they say yes,
1: mm-hmm. trying
2: to be there emotionally and physically for a whole lot of people. Just trying, 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 and just feeling like they're constantly being blindsided by stuff that they don't have any control of. And so yeah. I knew that my, not only my, my faith at stake, like if I was not in my salvation, I was saved, but yeah. like living in the fullness of that. Yeah. And also at stake was my children learning to rely not on mom, but on Jesus.
1: Yeah.
2: That um, was a long answer. I didn't that. was
1: great. That. <laughs> no, that was great. And it just, well, it brought so many things up for me because like you're saying, women living under that. And I think even living under like what I went through was these constant expectations of you're not doing enough. Like you, your worth is based on whether or not you're doing it and you're doing it right. And guess what? You're never doing it right. So you are worthless. And this last year for me is breaking away from that voice. In, it wasn't just a voice in my head. It was a, a verbal voice to me, you know, but it became the voice in my head and that I never was enough. And I was constantly having to prove myself and I was constantly having to take on more even though it I knew it was never enough. But it was like, but if I do keep doing more, then maybe someday it will be enough. And I've grown so much throughout this last year. And it wasn't until about a week ago that I realized, hey, I you know I had homeschooled for seven years. I should preface that. My listeners know that. But I homeschooled for seven years, and this is the first year that my kids are in public school. And I sat back and I thought, not only have I not been to a single PTO meeting, I have also not run for president of the PTO planning on, you know ruling the Mm -hmm. whole PTO because that's what I would have done a year or two years ago. Like when we had joined a homeschool co-op, I was on the board within three weeks and I was, you know, within two years going to be made president of it. You know, like that's just, I, oh, I've got the opportunity to step in here and lead people and do this and take control. Then I'm going to take it (laughs) and to realize like, wow, God has whittled me so down in this last year of having to give up everything and reassess everything and realign what my expectations are for myself and what I can actually take on. It was like the whole beginning of the book, like the first half, I felt like was such verification to me like, okay, look, God's doing that in me. I have been able to let go of those things and I don't feel the guilt over it anymore. I don't feel shame that I am not, you know, volunteering at every single thing at my kid's school because there's a certain amount that I have to look at my own life and say, I am not capable of doing that or at least not doing it well right now because I have these other more important things going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I could have done that a year ago. And so it was so great to read that first half of the book and be like look at this work God is doing and your book was just you know reminding me of all those ways that I've grown and then the second half of the book reminded me how far I have to go. Okay, you guys know by now that I love a good meal kit delivery service, you guys, and I'm excited this week to bring you America's Best Value Meal Kit, and that is Every Plate. So if all those other services feel a little too expensive for you to be able to jump on board with, I've got Every Plate here for you today that is going to solve that problem. You can get meals you'll enjoy, and your bank account will love, delivered right to your door. You know I love the time savings of not having to make my meal plan and not having to go to the grocery store. You can enjoy amazing chef-designed meals for just $4.99 per serving. Think of it this way. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. And along with just being cheaper and making things easier, they're also less money and healthier than the alternative of takeout or delivery. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than running to the grocery store and having to do all the prep work myself because they come with everything pre-measured and I avoid having to buy more than I need or making last minute trips to the grocery store, allowing me to take most of the stress out of dinner time. Plus the recipes were things my kids loved I and mean, when we got basics like tacos and pork chops and that sort of stuff, but with fun flavors that made the meal interesting and not just the same old thing that we always have, they were excellent. So if you want to take the time consuming guesswork out of cooking by having the meal planning, shopping and prepping done for you, having your stuff just arrive right at your door, then you are going to want to check out every plate. So for 50% off your first box of EveryPlate, that's like getting two dinners for one cup of coffee. Just go to everyplate.com and enter the code THELOVELY. Again, you can get 50% off your first box of EveryPlate, the best value meal plan kit on the market by going to everyplate.com and entering the code LOVELY. It was such encouragement to me and I do want to pause for a second though because I laughed so hard. When you were talking about speaking to the, I think it was a mobs group or something over Skype, yes, across the country, because I did the same thing two years ago,
2: and it was
1: the exact same nightmare of oh my gosh. I can't see their faces. I can't hear them. I don't know if my jokes are landing. I don't know if like anything that I'm saying is resonating with these people. It was so painful and it was different even like I've given like purposefully recorded talks that I know are going to just be played for people and it was different even than that because I think I came in thinking... That because it's Skype, it's like a two way thing. I would somehow be able to gauge my audience, and oh, it's horrible,
2: yeah there was there were these women there It was a big room, and the camera that I could see was the back to their yes! heads. so there's no. Yes. There's no body language, and the only body language I could see were people getting up yeah. to leave. Yeah, I'm like, this is great, and I've got to just keep on going. Yep, just keep on going, and like, do I pause here for let, let to let them laugh at my brilliant jokes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or do I keep on going? Yes. And it was awful. So then, in that story, as you know, yes. I ended up a couple years later getting to go. There in person, I'm yes. like, who are, did they forget that I was the one that screwed everything up on the Skype? And they actually, why are they? Are they just all about second chances? And what's yeah. the deal? <laughs> and having the opportunity to be in that room and meet those women and receive hugs from women who were touched by that message two years earlier, and then yeah. when I'm up front, then speaking that day to see the reason that people were getting up out of their seats, they were going to the back to bounce their little yeah. babies. Yeah. It was so it was such a gift, but you know, so many times we have these moments where we're obedient and it's uncomfortable, like yeah. that was for you, like that was for me. And we might never get that moment later, years later yeah. to see how our obedience paid off. I did, but there are so many people that have walked in obedience and done all of the things and jumped through all of the hoops. And done everything God asked them to do, but they have not seen yeah. God's work in it. And that kind of faith blows me away. Yeah. And in that particular chapter, I wanted to encourage women who have been obedient that are waiting for the payoff.
1: Yeah, and you did. It was it was so good. I loved. I, I mean, th- especially that last half of the book, it was just thing after thing of not only like, hey, it, you need to hang on and keep the faith, but you gave so many great examples and encouragement for why it's possible to do that and how to do that and very like practical applications. And so I I just really loved that. And I loved your, the section where you talked about being a whole person
0: and mm-hmm. how we
1: need to not be segmented in our lives, but really take care of our whole selves. Can you talk about that process for you and how you make that happen?
2: Yeah. So this is something that I am still learning. It's a problem I didn't know I was experiencing mm-hmm. until the moment that I'm sharing in the book, which was really only a year and two months ago. Yeah. So chapter 12 is very fresh for me. And it's a lesson that God is still teaching me. The thing I do is I run, you know, wholeness to me means your body, your mind, your soul. And I run myself in like separate cylinders or on separate tracks or something. Like I'll push my body as hard as I can, like in a workout or something. Mm -hmm. I'll run my mind, you know, sitting at the desk so, so hard. Or I'll even push my body to stay up late to finish a project. And then I'll tend to my soul you know, maybe during quiet time in the morning or whatever. Yeah. And I live this fragmented life. And one thing that I realized in the, the, actually the past two months is how I'm still more fragmented than I ought to be. And I realized this when I began to have stress-related symptoms during the time of my book launch. Mm, um, I bet. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't feel Stressed in my mind,
1: Mm.
2: but my my I am forty six years old. I still have the ambition of my twenty four year old self. Yeah, but my forty six year old body can't handle it, and so it started to speak to me. And I actually went I went to a functional medicine doctor. Oh,
1: that's a good way to go.
2: (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I went I went there on the recommendation of an author and a mentor whom I respect greatly. Her name is Susie Larson she wrote a book called Fully Alive that's about this whole issue. Everybody needs to go run out and buy that book. You, and you, you need had to have
1: that her. on Instagram recently, right? Yes. Yes. That yeah, looks I so good. I think connected
2: you to her. You need to have her on your show. She's yeah, incredible. I would she love to. She's so wise. But I, I took her up on that advice and I went to the functional medicine doctor and the guy told me, you need to learn how to breathe again. Mm. And he didn't mean it just metaphorically. He meant it physically. I am like a big breath in like through my lungs and my my um, shoulders rise up and I'm tense Hmm. and I've operated this way for so long that I didn't know there was any other way yeah and so he literally has been teaching me how to breathe again Wow. and it's helping me feel the wholeness and in that chapter 12 Mackenzie you know I talk about like that, um, psyche, the human person in the Greek, the psyche
1: mm-hmm. is,
2: here's the definition. This is the definition. It's amazing. The direct aftermath of God breathing mm. his gift of life into a person, making them an unsouled being. Yeah. We are the direct aftermath of God's own breath. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to like, inhale that. Like I am the exhale of God. Yeah. You are the excellent God. I want to inhale the great exhale of God. I want to learn to breathe again, not yeah. just physically, but spiritually and metaphorically and live in the wholeness that I was created for and not run myself ragged all yeah. the time. It's just hard for me because I, I love to run on all cylinders. It, yeah. I, I like, I'm charged up in my calling and I'm ready to go but i my body is saying you're not allowed to do that anymore because i can't keep up with you
1: yeah i feel that at 34 so <laughs> yeah i can only imagine it but it does i mean i especially through this process that you know i've been through for the last year there've been those physical effects as well and I especially when because there's been lots of ups and downs, you know, like you have where you're just kind of going along and then, oh, we got to go back to court or we got to, you know, these Mm -hmm. these next big processes are happening. And I feel it like, oh, goodness, I'm having chest pain and I feel like I can't breathe and and really having to like I've started taking yoga once a week because it's that same kind of thing. Like I have to breathe and I have to focus on actually breathing and it's to the to the level of focusing on it and getting my body in these positions that I can't, my brain can't think about anything else.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: I, so much of the rest of the time, my brain is going a thousand miles a minute thinking about, you know, so many different things. So to have those times where it's like, okay, for this hour, I just, my brain has to be fully present here focusing on this. And then it helps me to handle all those other things and be able to do them better. But it's a process learning how to do that when you, especially for me personally, like not taking care of myself for so long and then feeling those, those effects of it. They're legitimate.
2: Yes. Yeah, for sure.
1: So what does a typical day in your life look like? I'm sure that it's been a little crazy with book launch and now this new job and all of that, but are you coming into a rhythm now or what is that like for you?
2: Yeah. The book launch actually works within my current rhythms. So it never, which was, which is nice. Yeah. And you'll see, you'll, I, I, my kids go to school so Mm -hmm. that it makes it easier, but yeah, I mean, it's a little busier than a book launch, of course, but my, but for the most part, this is what it is. I get up in the morning. Um, sometimes I've, I've got workouts some mornings, some not, um, you know, then we're getting kids out the door. Uh, And we always pray with the girls where that's like when I take the girls to the bus stop or to school or wherever we, we pray as we drive. Mm. So that's the way we start our day with the girls, whatever's on their mind or whatever's going on in the world or with our, our broader family, we pray. And then when I get home, I either, I I like the pray as you go app on my phone. I often listen to that. Sometimes I read uh, the Bible. Sometimes I, uh, Listen to a devotional skill on my um, Alexa. It just varies. I'm always mixing it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those, all of those, all that to say, I, I sometimes then will receive something from the Lord that is just for me. Like I'll you know, read something that's meant just for me, but oftentimes it feels like something that others could benefit from as well. Mm, yeah. So I I write up a, a little devotional or a blog post, and and sometimes it's something that's been Stirring within me for weeks or even months, and uh, then I I I do some writing or some podcasts like this. Um, a day like today, I will as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'll head out to the field. Scott's harvesting crops, so I'll take him lunch out to the field. Hmm. And the girls come home anytime between three thirty and five, depending on what they've got going on. And I shut down work when they're home. I'm then I'm done. There yeah. is no more. So I'm able to, you know, that was the same when it was a book launch time. I, I just worked when they were gone and shut the computer when they walked through the door.
1: Yeah, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. been a nice transition for us this year, too. As as heartbreaking as it was for me to give up homeschooling, I also knew that it was a really necessary move in our life. And I do feel like I'm able to be more present with them when I have them now because it's not like trying to do all the things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's nice to just be able to have mm-hmm. our evenings that I can focus on them.
2: Yes, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, we've got a really great school. Our school is a K through 12 school in wow. the country.
1: Wow. Yes.
2: So you start on one side when you're in preschool and as you grow bigger, you move across the school building until you graduate.
1: <laughs> How fun. And have you guys been there the whole time your girls have been in school?
2: Correct, okay. and it's the school that my husband went to. Oh wow! And that, and that his father went to.
1: Wow, that is really something. How and fun. really that his father before him
2: went to. That's so, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's not in that building, but it's yeah. the same school district.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, what a cool story. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen very often. No, That's and we're on fun. a fourth
2: generation farm. This wow. farm is one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred and thirty. I can't remember years in this one family
1: how fun i mean not where you ever expected to be no. but a pretty cool story regardless yeah yeah that's cool so how are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life right now
2: watching the sunrise oh and that seems i feel like i'm i'm not even i'm i'm enjoying the loveliness that god is cultivating yeah, I'm not even doing there it. So go. it's kind of a, I feel like I'm stealing. But I, I've actually been uh, even on my uh Instagram, I've done several days worth of sun sunrise shots and time lapse of the sunrise. Mm. And, and it's just the perfect time because it's right about the time when um Anna and I get in the car to go to the bus stop. So sh- we're doing that together.
1: Yeah, it's a lot easier to appreciate the sunrise when you don't have to get Ooh. up at like 4 a.m. Yeah, or 30, something. Yeah, yeah, it's 7.30. It's yeah. perfect. That's so, a good time. <laughs> I cultivate
2: loveliness when it's convenient for me, yes. let me just say. <laughs> me the too. Other thing is my cats. Aww. I have become the crazy cat <laughs> lady. <laughs> And that's, that again, I'm not cultivating anything. I'm just enjoying God's lovely creation in these little guys. They are, we have lots of farm cats. They don't live in the house. I'm too OCD for that. Yeah. But they're just so fun. And when I start to freak out and lose my sense of wholeness and forget how to breathe and all that nonsense, I go outside and spend time with my cats.
1: Oh, that's fun. I know just yesterday I was walking up to my kid's school with my three-year-old and this big fat cat came up to us and was meowing and I had a really stressful day yesterday but it was like this moment of oh he just wants to be pet and like rub up against us and he followed us over to the school for a little bit and it was the sweetest (laughs) thing it was like I don't even know who this cat is but he just made my day (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah cats are so weird they are so weird but they can be really fun Mm -hmm. all right are you ready for my stock questions oh boy I don't
2: know. They're fun.
1: They are fun. I promise. Nothing too hard. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Candles. We
2: have a soy candle company, so I have to say that. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh,
1: that's (laughs) fabulous. I had no idea. We could have a whole
2: other show. Yes,
1: we could. Yes, we
2: have. So we we make, we manufacture soy candles. Oh, my goodness.
1: What is the company?
2: You can find it at soynets.com. All right. We used to have soy nuts too, but we have that URL, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So we used to do um, soy nuts, but after, that's a long story, but after after Scott's dad passed away, that business eventually went to the wayside. It was just too much for Scott to do all of it. Sure. But we still have the candles.
1: That is awesome. Or you can
2: buy them from my daughter because she is doing her own line. So I've got to do a shout out to her. Abundant Life Soy Candles on Facebook.
1: We will link to that for sure because mm-hmm. and that is super the, fun.
2: Part of the proceeds go to Haiti.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And I love that they're soy and so they're clean burning and oh, I love it that yes. I'm all about that. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper?
2: Paper. All right. So now here we're not sustainable.
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm fairly crunchy and I use paper, so it's all good. <laughs> City or country? well you know
2: (laughs) I definitely I'm kind of a city girl that's living the life of a country mouse right now I have to say the country
1: okay I totally get that I I lived in the country and I moved to the city so I'm like the opposite okay paper or digital paper okay shopping would you rather do it online or in store online and I hate dressing rooms okay I'm kind of with you there. I'm not a big fan. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or to music? Music. And what is some of your favorite music to listen to? Um
2: Abba or Abba? I don't know. I okay. always wonder, do I say Abba because of Abba father? Is it really Abba? <laughs>
1: I think it's I think it's Abba. Isn't that? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Regardless, that
2: or eighties, or I—I I mean, I listen to worship music a lot too. Yeah. But if I'm really wanting to like bust a move, I—I I also know how to floss. Oh well, there you go. So I. Why hasn't that been on Instagram? Floss. It has. It has. I've missed. Yes, it. Yes, I did a flossing dance tutorial on Instagram. No way. And I also did. Are you familiar with Encourage? Yeah. Okay, so I'm on the Encourage team of writers, which is a branch of Day Spring. I went on our Encourage, our private Facebook group of contributors, and I did a full on tutorial
1: of flossing. Oh my goodness. Not dental flossing, dance flossing. No, I love that. Mm -hmm. That is so. Did you save it in your stories? Yes. Well, I'm going to have to go find it now. Well, I don't know. Can you find
2: that? I don't know how to do that. So I mean, you... I see it in archive. No, I don't have it in oh, my highlights. Sorry. That's a bummer. I'll do another one for you sometime, I promise.
1: Okay. Because I really would love to see that. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> fabulous. And here's a little trivia for you. You're on the Encourage team, which is linked to Dayspring. And I do voiceovers for the Dayspring company within their company. Yay! Yeah. Pretty fun. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Random cool. facts. Okay. Chocolate. Do you prefer milk or dark? dark all right sports or no sports
2: no sports I all once right. scored
1: a basket for the wrong team <laughs> that sounds Did like something I, I would do. <laughs> my dad coached my softball team when I was little and he'd put me way out in the outfield and be like catch the ball and I'd be like I'm gonna wait for it to hit the ground first and then I'll go get it <laughs> <laughs> he was mortified but you know yeah. I'm a theater girl so That's hilarious. Okay, live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch?
2: You mean like be on a a show?
1: Yeah, like Facebook Live or Instagram Stories or whatever.
2: Oh, I'm fine with being on it. Okay. But I like watching other people too. I, I think I gotta
1: say a little bit of both. All right. What is your favorite movie? Oh my goodness. I know it's a hard one. Wizard of Oz. Oh, you are the second person to say that this week. Wow. I love that. I've seen
2: it I don't even know how many times. Countless times ever every year when I was a little girl.
1: Well, and you know that that's what we just did on my other podcast where I read a chapter from a classic children's novel every day and we just finished The Wizard of Oz. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah. So, I'm I'm a big Wizard of Oz buff. I've been in it a few times the play. So, <laughs> super fun. Okay. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum and zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where (laughs) are you on the crunchiness spectrum? Oh, I'm probably like a three. Okay. But you burn soy candles. I know.
2: That gets you some
1: points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you live on a farm.
2: I do, but I'm not like, I don't, I live on a farm, but I, I don't have a garden. So that's why I can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I'm a paradox. Everything that I should do, I don't.
1: I and I, that,
2: you know, I like I wear really bright lipstick. And uh, yeah, I, at the county fair, when we first moved here, one of the farmers said to me, you're a fish out of water, aren't <laughs> you?
1: <laughs> that's great. That's so fun. But you just keep doing you, even on the farm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Jennifer. It was a lot of fun very fun loved it and hopefully i'll have you on when you have another book
2: sounds great
1: all right bye you can, of course, find links to everything that Jennifer is doing and all the ways to find her on Instagram, because you know you're going to want to find her on Instagram now if you go to BoldTurquoise.com slash 090. That's where you can find the show notes for this episode. You can also find links to all of our sponsors over there. And you guys, when you click through and go to our sponsors through those links, it makes a huge difference to the show. The sponsors see that you guys are interested, and that makes a big difference for us to be able to keep this show on the airwaves. So thank you to all of you who are taking advantage of the sponsor offers that we have on the show. I hope to be seeing you guys in the Patreon group throughout the rest of the week and you can of course join me over on my other podcast, The Same Page where we are doing Peter Pan right now along with a lot of other fun memory work that I would love for you and your families to get involved with. It's a really good time and it's growing all the time as well. So thank you guys for giving me the honor of getting to be a small part of your week every week. It means so much to me. You really can never know. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, go be bold and gracious.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.